This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's the Ticket. Now, it's no secret that upcoming events are my favourite thing to talk about on the show. So I'm very pleased to welcome two people from an upcoming creative event that's uh, opening in a matter of days. Days away, guys. Uh, Dave Taylor and Eckhard Becker from the longest drink in town are here. Kia ora, guys. Kia ora. Kia ora. Um, welcome. Uh, I'm really glad that I managed to... Uh, squeeze you guys in because uh you're opening uh tomorrow on wednesday and so it's pretty down to the wire isn't it we are very excited i think yeah. we're in that crunch time but it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 a scary time and it's it's a good time um i know this is radio but i feel like i need to say so everyone else knows that eckard is here in costume he's come from rehearsal, rehearsal yeah and I'm like, oh, you didn't have to dress up for me. But I appreciate it. You, you're the swaggest one in the studio right now, mate. Oh, cool. I'll try not to be hurt by that. Uh, I've come in costume as myself. Yeah, well, do better, Dave. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's, it's lovely to have you back, Dave. Because I'm trying to remember when I last had you on. I feel like we talked about general community theatre yeah. and local theatre maybe a year ago. Could yeah, have been longer. Probably. But Lifetime. T- too long. Too long. Too long. Too long, yeah. I'm. I mean, I should really have had you back sooner because I know you're good for some chat. Bless you. But I, <laughs> I enjoy being here. <laughs> I just, I just wanted an excuse to talk to Eckard, to be honest, because oh, I was thanks. fangirling before the show that um, he's in. Uh, not only is he in the longest drink in town, but he's in Blood Brothers, yeah. Hamilton Musical Theatre's production, which I talked to Patrick Ward a couple of episodes ago about, and so I feel like we've kind of come full circle, <laughs> yeah. which is nice. Yeah. But um, I should probably get back on task <laughs> yeah. um, and ask you guys about the longest drink in town. I Ask away. Ask away. I mean, I'm going to assume it's not a drink. It's, it's, it's a show of some sort. It's an event. <laughs> that is correct. We're not serving milkshakes. We're not yet serving milkshakes at yeah, no, the show. It could be a good job opportunity. Could yeah, be, why not? Yeah. It would be a great name for a milkshake. Yeah, I really would. <laughs> like, I could take it back to South Africa or something. Yeah, because yeah. you're originally from Johannesburg? Johannesburg, South Africa, Mighty yeah. Johannesburg. No, no longer strength in town down there? <laughs> Unfortunately not. No. Do you, how, how would you describe longer strength in town? From which point of view? Uh, oh, wow. As an actor. As an actor. Oh, I think very, very different. Because um, I grew up in South Africa doing a lot of theatre musical theatre was out of the door for me I didn't grow up with that mm. um, but everyone knew about the the basic musical theatres everyone knew about the Phantom of the Opera and mm. Lamers um, did you get Rocky Horror over there? yeah yeah my dad's a big fan of Rocky Horror there we go oh okay but <laughs> it's, it's just the big ones that everyone knows and um, I didn't grow up with it I was in an Afrikaans school um, 
and then about just over two years ago I came here into New Zealand and um, yeah finished year 13 two years ago in up in Auckland and studying musical theatre um, mm. yeah I came to the course I was like oh cool I can do singing dancing and acting all triple at once three. triple three cool. and then I got hit by this thing called musical theatre and yeah. it just changed me a lot but I really think longest drink of town as an actor kind of brought me back to my roots because that's that's theatre acting and like I don't know. There's just something about the the nitty gritty stuff um, that some musicals can't give to you, and that satisfaction. I do um, want to point out now that Longest Drink in Town is not a musical. Yeah. Yes, it not, is not. It not is not yet a musical. Not yet. I might. I might uh, take <laughs> take that on. Yeah, I, I would love to. I would love to see Longest toured as a musical because yeah, it would be grim and dirt frosted so it would be an adaptation of an adaptation yeah. I feel yeah. like that's adapted square guys I'm, mm. I'm down for that it's like it's like lemons to lemonade and it's like lemonade to a shandy right yep okay now we're talking yeah mm. absolutely yeah. absolutely so um, once again back to the whole circle longest drink in town yeah, another drink look drinks, at yeah. that look at that <laughs> it's amazing so <laughs> longest as a as a play it's five kids they mm. are what how have we described it caught in the uh, parental crossfire of a um basically family separated the handover that happens late on a friday afternoon yeah um the mum starts scrapping the kids start wandering off and doing their own thing and they have three separate adventures i think would be safe yeah. to say um yeah. eckhart as as jeremy gets uh, gets yeah. the first scene okay no pressure there mate no, no not at all um <laughs> and he's and he goes off to try and cope with the pressure that he's got with and then there's also um the girls um, yeah we've got uh georgia playing ruth and then we've got ruby playing madeline yeah. um two young girls five and six i think yeah around about that age um and then we've got other two characters, um, which is Damon, played by Liam Hinton, and then also we've got Jody, which is played by Moya Van Kooten. If you want to add the okay. surnames, be more professional. No, um, nice split there, because <laughs> as you're saying these names, I'm like, okay, I've had Georgia on That's the Ticket, I've had Ruby on That's the Ticket, haven't had Moya and Liam yet, their time will come, I'm sure. Yeah. I hope so, I hope so. They're great uh, fun. They, they they play opposite each other, they're sort of stepbrother, yeah. stepsister, and, and they love circle triangle square who knows they love come, circle come, come, come watch come watch to find out <laughs> yeah. what what, uh, what kind of shape they what are kind of shape they are okay <laughs> this is shaping up to be an interesting interview oh, i wow. think um <laughs> we're good value yeah yeah i'd like to think definitely and i'm gonna say circling back one last time because yeah. i'm gonna do it so longest drink in town it is obviously featuring uh eckhart and the actors you've just named mm-hmm. dave's around hello what what are you doing for this, or are you just here to talk to me? Uh, oh, it's always just a pleasure. I like to I like to come here because you have um, hot drinks and a roof, and that's just okay. sometimes it's nice. You know, yeah. sometimes it's nice. I vibe that. Um, I am director, co-director, uh, and I'm uh, I arranged the text into the stage adaptation that we that we have opening, uh, and so co-direct with Liam, and uh, we each have different creative ideas that we've we've brought into it since it's come onto its feet um but about seven years ago i started i i I don't like to say adapt i like to say arranged because i've tried to simply reorder and as opposed to like change and cross out and whatnot i'm not turning gatsby into a into a (laughs) musical it's it's more 
taking Tracy's long short story, as she calls it, and mm. turning it into something that would work on the stage, giving it whatever surgery was necessary in order to make it work. So The Longest Drink in Town is based on Tracy Slaughter's uh, long short story, as yep. you say, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, published in 2016, 2015? Uh, one of, yes, one of those. One of the two. I feel like I read somewhere that it's 2016. Tracy, if I've got the wrong date, I apologise. I, <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. I had to confirm this. I, I've put it down in writing somewhere, but I think it's about 2016 it came out. Yeah. Um, Parnia Press published it uh, as a standalone novella. Um, yeah. And but I was, you know, a dutiful student of Tracy's, so I picked it up and read it and reread it and reread it again and again, and it needed to take on a different life on the stage. And so I thought, well, why not do it? To be abusing this text. I mean, it's <laughs> since 2016. It's quite cool. Not that you've been abusing it, but that it's kind of like a homegrown text being put on, you know, in Hamilton. Yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, it, it. You can still go to the location by the old Kopu Bridge. Mm. So I think it's called the historic Kopu Bridge now, um, just outside of Thames. You can go there and you can still see where it kind of still would exist because yeah. there's a service station I think there's still some show homes there there's the bridge and it's all still there more or less what it is in Tracy's version of it so would I be going too far in saying that this is a relatable work obviously it's relatable in the sense that, it, sense that it's set in an actual place in an actual time mm. people can easily put themselves there imagine themselves there but in terms of the subject matter of the play is it is it relatable or is it a bit more kind of um, abstract in in what it's depicting? If I'm, if I'm making sense. Yeah, I think I think that it's very, very realistic. Mm. The problems are realistic. Um, the the challenges that the kids are facing are very realistic and something that everyone can draw something from, even if you don't live in the specific environment that they do. You could still take something away from it, which is really cool. Um, but I think the way we've we've set it on the stage is more supernatural kind mm. of and um playing I like that word yeah playing playing with the with the supernatural um because you've got some realistic acting realistic themes during it, and then you just have these outside things that just add more drama and add do you want to describe the mirror? Yeah, yeah. Is so it spoilery though? This is a tiny, not well. Not, we were talking about this in the, yeah. in the drive over. Is that is this? Are we giving what can we? Maybe we can talk about the first scene. Yeah, that's safe territory. Okay. Yes. Um, anyone listening now, if you consider this, or I just worry that this could be um, spoilery. Uh, maybe turn down your radio for about uh, three minutes. <laughs> off you go, Eka. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it starts off. Um, with some nice music, very nice, very nice. Okay. I say that in a um, sarcastic manner, <laughs> but it's, it's not. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a banger, but it's it sets the tone. <laughs> okay. Yes, sets All the right. tone. Um, we're in a gas station, and what happens is we have the all these different characters that aren't the set characters, so it isn't Damon Jody and all those others. It's other characters. There's cockies, there's truckers, mm. all of these different people. Um, and so what happens um, Jeremy comes in and he's just filled with a bit of anger and frustration because his stepmom and mother is fighting mm. outside and that's basically what the whole play is about yeah. and uh, then comes in 
And all he wants to do is just buy some, a pack of razors and a can of Coke. That's all he wants to do. Mm. And then he gets attacked mentally okay. because these cockies and truckers, in real life, they would just be standing there. So we stand in a queue and the cockies and truckers and all those people just usually would stand there and wait. Yeah. But the thing is with this play, which is really cool, is that we dive deep into the characters' minds. Mm. So Jeremy would then speak his mind, but as well as these cockies and truckers would speak what he's thinking. And that is just a theme throughout the whole okay. play. Okay, you're doing a good job of setting the tone here. You've, you've got me. Like, you can't see me right now, but I'm just, I'm just staring at Eckhart being like, okay, go on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so eventually he does get the, okay. the Coke can and the razors. Um, oh, spo- spoiler, mate. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you guys. Okay. That was not a spoiler, though. Just, just, just jokes. <laughs> if, you've, if you've turned down your radio, hopefully you've turned it back up by now. Because yeah. um, we're out of spoiler territory. Um, thank you for that. It's, it sounds very one question. And I say mm. that in a nice way because I've, um, I've had a few people from One Question Theatre Company on the show. And generally what you guys do as a company is it's about kind of works that invoke questions, pun intended, but also accurate. Um, and it's kind of that, that bold, edgy, sort of gritty, I think you described the show um, as gritty earlier, uh, is, is kind of what one, one Q is all about. Mm. Certainly things like uh, Pool No Water, which preceded this, yeah. um, uh, have a similar thematic link there. And I was having conversations with Liam about mm. Longest Drink um, long before even they did uh, No Exit yeah, as yeah. well. So there's um, there's a definite kind of thread that runs through there. Um, but also, I mean, this is also very much a mayhem piece as well. That's the part that I'm contributing yes. here. So um, a collaboration between, between myself with mayhem and then Liam doing the one question means that we get this um, poetic voice and vision that kind of comes through. Tracy's excellent writing, the theatre, um, grungy theatre experience of mm. Of one question, it's it's coming together. To mm. I mean, it's pretty cool. We're we're watching it come together the last couple of days and go, yeah, we've actually got something really interesting and really cool coming up here. Yeah. So it's, it's exciting. If I nothing mean, else. I do, I do, I would say if you guys weren't already doing this joint venture, that Mayhem and One Q are kind of collectives that are made for each other. Like you know, we if I was gonna, together. yeah, if I was gonna fit two local, um, yeah companies creative collectives whatever you call them together then um you guys are a perfect fit another thing that i think helps perhaps understand how we do that inner and outer world thing is is mm. you remember gay paul and the third year uni students doing orlando in about 2015 2016 yes i do yes, yes. yeah yeah it was great were you in it no 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 my um my double was in it there we go. There yeah, we go. friend of the show and of me, Missy Mooney. <laughs> um, how how uh, Orlando has the chorus, the sort of Greek chorus mm. style. Certainly, Sarah Will does that. That's what has been imported into here. Is you have this chorus of of figures who be able to express the things that you can't quite bring yourself to say yourself, which is the cockies and truckers. It's this is a this has been percolating and brewing for for more than half a decade now yeah. so it's um it's coming together yeah. i'm really 
I think it's ambitious. I think it's a bit sexy. It's a bit gritty. It's <laughs> yeah, a bit grungy. I, it's off white. Yeah, I think it's that that off white and and um, that grittiness. But as well, there are comedic parts in it as well. Oh, we get some good laughs. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm expecting some some dark humour oh. and some normal humour because I, mm. you know, I you got you probably need a break, or the audience yeah. needs a break in the sense that if 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 you you know wandering through the murky darkness, you, you need to come up for air. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We've we've got some parts um, that I sometimes need to stop myself from laughing at. Um, so you had a choice to whether or not to admit that on that's the ticket, and you went with admitting it. Bold choice. Yeah. Uh, so come along tomorrow night to see uh, see if Eckhart cracks, guys. He won't. Yeah. No, I won't. I won't. I've I've gotten um, a lot of training with these with these guys. Um, I haven't worked with one question before. Mm. Will mayhem, and it's. Um, yeah, it's just been so much fun, and yeah, I think I think as well. I think it's Christian Starr who's the mechanic. He's also in the first scene. He's the cashier, so he takes on that role. Mm. Um, he he has a fantastic energy throughout, which which through his various characters that he portrays, yeah. which adds such a yeah. He's he's hard to watch and not crack. I've, I've yeah. noticed um, Liam particularly just yeah. stumbling a little bit because he's grinning away. It's it's good fun. Yeah. Sounds like it. Well, I'm looking forward to diving into this more. Um, one uh, one question: Are presenting the longest drink in town at the Meteor, April 27th to 30th, with 7:30 p.m. shows? Tickets are available now at themeteor.co.nz for $25 general admission and $20 concession. And uh, before we uh, dive back in, I'm going to break for a um, very important segment on the show, uh, which is Rick's pick, which is. Um, for those of you who are unaware of the segment, I have an uncle Rick. He's a big uh, listener of music, big listener of radio. When he found out I was starting this show, he's like, cool, I'm going to give you a list every week we can play Rick's pick. And uh, every week I have, and it's been great because I've listened to a lot of music that I don't necessarily know I would have listened to if it weren't for this segment. And so today I've tried to go vaguely on theme with The Longest Drink in Town, which is, which is hard. Um, you know, because I'm I'm learning a lot about the show as we speak. But um, you know, going for something a bit mellow, um, bit chill, bit kind of lower vibes, I guess. Um, I've got a Phil Collins track called Droned. Love it. Just 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 mm. wait to hear it, guys. That's that's all I'm going to say. But uh, this one's for you for you, Uncle Rick, and we will be back. Kiota.
That was this week's Rick's Pick, droned by Phil Collins. Not your usual Phil Collins. Yeah. Because I feel like I set that track up being like, it's on theme with longer strength, it's like mellow, it's edgy. And then I said, Phil Collins, and everyone's like, don't play in the air tonight. <laughs> no, it'd be not since the Cadbury ad. You can't, you can't listen to it. Sign that always at the um, Tarzan soundtrack. Yeah. It's oh. just a banger. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Me, 14, was obsessed with Phil Collins, not going to lie. But um, thank you, Uncle Rick, for this week's uh, Rick's pick. Uh, You're listening to Free FM 89.0, independent community media. This is That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Special guests today, uh, Dave Taylor and Eckhard Becker from uh, Mayhem and One Question Theatre's upcoming production of The Longest Drink in Town. Um thank you guys for being here and uh thank you i didn't say thank you before for your um kind of spoilery but not spoilery um (laughs) summaries i I feel like you've done a very um nice job of explaining something that's not your usual yeah because because that's what i've kind of ascertained from our chat so far is that this is not your usual night at the theater is it i i don't think I think the closest thing I've seen to this has either been as I mentioned like Orlando mm. or it was something like Pull No Water or oddly enough even further further back it was about 20, 2009 2010 there was a, a production done at the New Place Theatre when that existed mm. of four one act plays and there was one there that was just like oh yeah that basically you had these kind of people crawling around the stage being these subconsciouses where people were having this polite tea and you're like yeah this is I hope I hope it's very different. Just Dave coming in with the deep cuts, having <laughs> yeah. a pair of deep cuts here. Yeah. Kiolda. Um <laughs> Now uh, I, I want to ask you some some more questions about yourselves uh, yeah. and Eka. Uh, no. That's fine. I'll just talk to you. Oh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I said, what happens if someone says, "No, nah, I'm all right, actually." Just I kept going. Did you see how well I kept going there? Mm, um, professional. Professional, no. Uh, Eckhard, you mentioned, you know, you gave some lovely backstory there when yeah. uh, talking, as a precursor to talking about The Longest Drink in Town and how much you're enjoying it because you had your whole, like, come to New Zealand, discover musical theatre, but now kind of rediscover plays. And so how, how you did mention how long you've been in the country, but how long have you been, like, on the Hamilton stages? For Hamilton, want of a better yeah. term. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I came to Hamilton and did my course at Wintech Musical Theatre and um, got involved with Rivoli Theatre mm. doing Mamma Mia. Yeah. Um, and I played the role of Pepper. Yeah, I caught you in that earlier this year. Because um, I had some some of the Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia girls on the show, actually, we had a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that was very fun. Um, very fun. Um, lots of singing, dancing, and acting. <laughs> very um, different from the longest drink in town. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think it's pretty good for an actor to not just stick into one thing. Yeah. Uh, if you look at big actors, Andrew Garfield still does plays, and mm. so... Um, yeah, just broaden your horizons. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Eckhart too, so let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did uh, I did Mamma Mia. Then I was in the cast for... Um, Rivoli was going to do All Together Now uh, in 2021, but that got cancelled due to COVID. Mm. 
and then um yeah mama mia also got a lot of setbacks due to covid yeah yeah um believe me we're gonna touch on that soon guys yeah yeah <laughs> um have you done any plays? plays or is this your first play my first play in hamilton okay um i've done win tech like, stuff yeah win tech stuff but um yeah for community stuff this is first play here in hamilton so yeah and is this your first radio interview yes it is i will take that <laughs> just gotta sur- br- always gotta bring it back to me yeah yeah always <laughs> it's your show i mean, yeah, I mean yeah. you invited us it is my show to talk about your guys show yeah and so um when, when did you sign on to longest drink probably i saw i saw the additions in facebook and in 2021 and the auditions were around when was it I want to say something like August, September or something August, like that. September. It was a long it time ago. It gets a bit murky, yeah. doesn't it? So I was just getting into musical theatre at the time and I still saw musical theatre as a very happy-dappy place <laughs> where everyone just sings and dance yeah. and it's full of love stories. And that was my idea of musicals at the time and because um, I was just into Wintech. And I remember in the audition, I told um, Dave and Liam, I told them, yeah, I don't want to do the happy... <laughs> happy dance stuffies yeah. um and obviously and did, they, did they just turn to you and say well have we got the thing for you <laughs> you'll never believe no. we've got a maudlin hour and a half waiting for you no. yeah um so yeah I, I caught them on facebook i was like oh this looks pretty interesting um never heard of one question before that never heard of mayhem obviously i was new to hamilton yeah. so. you'd, you'd heard the word mayhem right yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's that's how you know that you're fresh to Hamilton because yeah. Mayhem have been around and I'm going to ask you, Dave, you know I'm going to ask you how long Mayhem's been a thing, but um, it feels like a long time. Eight years. Okay. Yep. First, <laughs> first issue of Mayhem came out in about March of 2014, I think. Okay. Slightly before my time, I came on for issue three, I think it was. Yeah. All right. So not quite as old as Dave, but close. <laughs> <laughs> you you flatter me to think that I was I've only been around since 2014. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did get ID'd the other day, right? And and okay. I had the mask on, you know. And basically, I think I was wearing exactly these clothes. Thank you for sharing that on radio. That's right. It's, it's helped to paint the word picture. And and the guy like IDs me. And he, he triple takes on me. He just sort of takes his time. And I'm like, it took down like kind of load the mask a bit. Like you're all right. He's like, oh, didn't look like you were born in the 90s. It's like, is that either I look like I was born in the eighties, or look, I don't, I don't look like a Gen Xer, do I? Mm-hmm. Or Gen Z? Or I can't remember which. Why one do you goes. say that in a negative way? Well, yeah. I don't know how to take it. Right? <laughs> I, I do mean, moisturise a lot, but that's. <laughs> I'm going to say you probably thought you were born in the eighties, Dave. I'd, just I just to throw that. some shade in there. Yeah. I mean, if you ask my dad, technically, I've been around since the eighties. Okay. This we ended Thanks. up here. Um, Thanks, mum and dad. Right, so now I'm gonna. Now we've we've well and truly segued to the Dave sphere now. Um, so, hello, hello. How do you do? Um, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. I think great. you're doing well. I I'm doing, doing really well, well with who I've got. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, so we've got Eckhart's backstory for how he kind of got to uh, the longest drink in town. Dave. Off here, I can't remember. You may have mentioned it on air by now as well. You mentioned that, yes, you did. You've been um, arranging stuff. Yeah. For for this text or the original text that this is mm. based on mm. for uh, seven years. Mm. So almost as long as Mayhem's been around. Very true. And uh, now it's finally coming into fruition. Finally. 
Yes, and uh, this is where I'm going to talk about COVID because uh, yes, you guys were originally due to be going on stage um, in 2021, end of 2021, correct? Yeah, but beginning of November, I think we were originally slated. Yeah. Um, we were rehearsing studiously, um, rehearsing often at Never Project Space. Eliza mm-hmm. very generously letting us um, move stuff out of the way and then move it back again. And um, we had, I think, one major lockdown, and we're kind of like, oh, no, we can we can pull it together. We can yeah. still do this. And then there was a second lockdown, and we're, um, it was just like, we we have run out of road, basically. Yeah. We, we can't pull this off the way we wanted to. So we were bumped to the beginning of 2022. Mm-hmm. We were expecting end of January and February, but because COVID bumped the bathroom reworks, yep. here we are now looking at the end of April, and it's... Not that I'm grateful for the extra break, but what it is is I think it's let us kind of level up. We've used mm. that time to to keep working and keep developing it and really refining it and honing it. So it means we've got yeah. little extra tweaks and massages yeah. that have come through. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, I can't fully comment on this because I haven't quite been in your guys' position with COVID, but it's, it's better to have more time than mm. the other side where it's like, oh, levels of change, let's try and squish this in. 100%. And I think because this work, I, it's it's important. It's It's so important to a lot of people in our community, both the Mayhem community, because obviously Tracy is kind of royalty oh absolutely with you guys Just queen and um <laughs> with one q as well and the whole kind of creative community because they're kind of building their following um absolutely and i mean and, and tracy's work is is internationally recognized mm. she's a she's an extraordinary writer and we've done some like the mayhem live stuff yep. before and it feels it feels like uh the more we talk to Tracy about it, the more it's like, yeah, this is actually really important for us to to do. And she's incredibly humble. And you know, she she was at the rehearsal oh, yeah. today, and she was just like, she was welling up at one point watching watching Liam on stage, and it's just like, yeah, this is this is a really cool thing to be a part of, and to be sharing our stories in yeah. really interesting ways. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to to think that, like, my character, I am off a page, standing there. Yeah, and you're the first person to do it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the original cast. Yeah, yeah. And it's come from from a, an experience. The conditions that set up the events in the book um, are Tracy says based on a real experience that happened to her in the we kind of guess about mid eighties, which is yeah. roughly where the play set, somewhere between mid eighties and mid nineties. I, I was going to say, is the play set at the same time as the book, or have you done a jump? Uh, we've we've kept it roughly where it is. Uh, yes, is the short answer, right? <laughs> yes. I can go into a longer answer. Okay. But um, one of the things is, like, you bought a pack of... We had to buy a pack of razors, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a classic double-edged razor, right? We've mm. blunt, we blunted the absolute malarkey out of it. Um, <laughs> Which is good. Health and safety is very important, yeah. especially Which in the creative safe. sphere, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Safer communities together. <laughs> uh, but you can't get those from the supermarket anymore, so you have to go to like a specialist oh, yes. seller uh, and and get those. And it's like, yeah, you, you don't get those anymore, so you have to be. We tried to stay roughly true. It wouldn't quite work if you had a Gillette, I don't think. Mm. <laughs> if you clean shaven cheeks. Well, you just you just have to hold it in a way where people can't actually see what you're holding. That's true. That's. But very, then I feel true. like because of the whole kind of premise and that Eckhart so eloquently shared the start of the play, that if you didn't see it then you'd be missing the point i, I don't know yeah maybe, maybe i should just see the show before i, I start <laughs> like saying well actually guys um but no it's very exciting um for everyone involved like 
Dave, I feel like you hit the nail on the head when you say that this has kind of been a long time coming. Yeah. Mayhem, you've been around for a while and, you know, you've had Tracy doing readings probably of this work, I imagine. I know she definitely did um, did readings of it when she launched it and it was, you know, launched to great attention and, and uh, Jack Ross, mm. uh, who runs ran, ran Pania Press, I'm not entirely sure of the details, he published it, um, compared it very favourably to William Faulkner's As I Lay Dying. Oh, And okay. so there's this stream of, well, this sort of flipping perspectives and you're shifting through the story and you only get glimpses of it. By the way, you never see the parents in the play. They don't okay. actually appear. It's Is just this more spoilery? No, I don't, think, I don't think you want to go in and expect the parents. Okay. Mm. I mean, we can't unsay it. No, that's true. So, And I, I didn't free, uh, pre-warn it. But yeah, it's it's exciting for Mayhem, and it's exciting for one question because this is mm. the first time that they've done an original work. Could we we can call it a well? It kind of is an original work in I the think sense so. that Why it's not? the first time it's based on a text, but it's the first time that this has existed as a play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Les Mis, you know, just have a debut of Les Mis somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. It's um, but no, it's, it's an enormous privilege, and I've and I've said as much to Tracy as well. I think there's some. Thing remarkable about being able to be here and, and talk to her directly and go, hey, when you say knots of yellow fluff, what do you mean? And it's like, oh, it's the it's the swaddle for a baby. You're like, oh, okay, right. It's not the hair. You're being able to there have that conversation. Be quite convenient um, for both of your direct both your directors. Just having that line, Tracy on tap. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We don't have to debate endlessly through textbooks of someone who's been gone a hundred years. And also supporting living artists as well. We can mm. keep you know, keep nourishing the creative scene and and we can then use this for our next production that's what i like about the, like the mayhem stuff we started with the writing and then we've managed to branch out to the broader publishing bits and pieces and this is now part of the part of the wider creative scope and it's fantastic to have exciting people on board yeah. yes i will i will say Eckard, you've you've been quite exciting oh really um no. <laughs> I was just sitting here listening. The no, most I know that's bit. that's why. That's why and then I like I'm like I'm gonna say a sarcastic joke and then you beat me. <laughs> um no, but actually one quick question before I break for another song. Either of you can probably mm. answer this one. Um but we've ascertained that the show is running at the Meteor April twenty mm. seventh to thirtieth mm. with seven thirty PM shows. Age ratings. Well, I would say yeah, I think Liam... Oh, <laughs> Dave should take this one. Okay. Um, um, because I'm... When I was 13, I probably w- wasn't allowed to watch it, but I mm. don't know with the current <laughs> ages and how people grow up. I don't know. How, how it, it's works. important that there is a, a content warning. Yeah. Um, that we want to make sure that anyone who comes along to this is aware that it does contain... Um, strong language it does contain sexual themes and it also does quite importantly um, contain depictions of self-harm which we have tried to not make grotesque we've tried to make those as abstract as possible Um, we certainly don't want anyone to come in and then be made to feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in that way Uh, so that's been really important so look we've put a mature content warning on it We, we would say that I think um, Georgia of the cast has been telling some of her people in her circle, it's like, yeah, if you're, if you're 17, yeah, know what you're walking into, you'll be fine. If you're 15, you probably should have parental permission first yeah. just to be safe. But um, uh, what those kids go through, it's, it's, I mean, these kids are, as I say, meant to range between 
five and six and maybe probably 17 for for jeremy yeah um and uh as long as you go in knowing that it's going to contain that content and you're prepared for what happens next um then we we, we welcome you okay open arms into the 80s into the mate anyone can welcome me to the 80s no um i'm a big fan of 80s music uh but Eckhart, I will ask you, would you say that this would... I mean, I don't want to limit it. Obviously, anyone of any age, bar what we've just talked about, can attend this work. But I, do you think that this would vibe well with kind of um, uni students? Oh, yeah. And Wintech students and... Yeah, I, I think it's such a, such a show that people actually need to see. And it's so sad that people aren't able to to come and see it due to being somewhere else mm. and not in Hamilton mm. um, and it's very it's I think it's very important for people because my parents are still together mm. and it's about all this stuff about about splitting parents and so that's really interesting for me to see that because I've never lived through it and I've never interacted with with it on that level and i think it's very good for everyone to understand but also if if we look at the acting side of it i really think that actors can learn so much i've learned so much even from the the warm-ups that we do <laughs> um I've, I've learned and just even though i'm studying with other professionals it's mm. just great to see it's um it's like these two sides you've got musical and plays and then I just come in and mix the two and it's just so fun to see different sides of it and just so even for any uni student don't have to be theatre or in any degree theatre English creative writing yeah if yeah if you're into poems even songs why not yeah yeah if you so if you like music you're there if you okay. like, if you like words, if you're if you're okay with them, if you use them, you if you're right with words, okay. Yeah. And if yeah. enough people come along and like it enough, we might tour it. Yeah, that's 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 what I like to hear. Go and kick down some doors in some other centres. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and let's also have another break because uh, yeah. I've got another very loosely themed <laughs> track. Um, so this is a New Zealand track. Uh, mm. well, a song by a New Zealand artist, and because you know. We're talking about a New Zealand created work premiering in New Zealand. It's um, a classic. It's uh, Drive by uh, Burke Runger. Oh, I love the song. I actually do <laughs> love the song. And like people are like, oh, it's a classic. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a good classic. It's an amazing classic. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know. Well, you're about to be educated, my friend. <laughs> Lovely. I know it's late now. Try, try, try. 
just like it used to do. Now just for us, they could play our favorite tune. Let's not discuss all these things we can't undo. Let rain fall from concrete colored skies. No bone, don't speak. Now you just try, try, try. Speed me through, make me feel alive. That was Drive by uh, Bick Runger. Uh, favourite of mine, favourite of Dave's. Uh, that was Eckhard's first time hearing that song, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Nature's Best uh, CD1, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> Again, coming through with those deep cuts, Dave. Um, uh, we're uh, kind of nearing the end of your guys' time on that the ticket. We've just been having a lovely chin wag about The Longest Drink in Town, which is premiering at the Meteor, uh, being uh, presented by both Mayhem and One Question Theatre. Uh, and, you know, I feel like we've, we've covered we've covered a lot of ground with that, and so I'm, I'm going to be a bit cheeky and ask about other projects. Okay. <laughs> well, future projects. Well, you know, I don't know when I'm going to talk to you guys um, yeah. next, so I might as well get, get my money's worth. <laughs> um <laughs> Dave's looking at me like he's like, I'm not coming back on the show now. <laughs> I don't know um, if you'll invite me back. It's the third time I've been here. Is it the third? It's the third time I've been on Free FM, at least. Oh, I think it's your second time with me. I think that might be right. I remember doing an interview uh, for The Effect, which oh, is a gay poll. Again with the ago. deep cuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's turn to the future. Yes, please. Um, so I stop making that one good joke. <laughs> I've done it three times. Better leave it there. But um, Eckhard, I, I've already talked about how you're in Blood Brothers. Yeah. And so that's that's actually quite soon after this. I've just yeah. realised. So yeah. longest drink is end of April, yeah. and then Blood Brothers, you're you're opening on like the 14th of May, isn't it? This yeah. guy's a machine. Just like like even from when we first started rehearsing, like oh yeah, I've got to be like here and here, and then there's this show and there's this show. You're like just you keep oh, you, yeah. The stamina of this guy. It's oh, incredible. Tell you. us about Blood Brothers. Thank you. Oh, yeah, so I'm in Blood Brothers at the moment, rehearsing for it, and uh, I play uh, one of the lead roles, Mickey Johnston. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I don't sound like it, don't have the Scouse accent. But <laughs> do you do an accent for the show? Oh, indeed. Okay. Yeah. Um, was that us? No, that no, was no, no, not. That we're was... not going to make him do it now. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> No, awful to make him do it now. I'm sure your accent's lovely, Eka. Yeah, I thought I thought that's what you were scouse. <laughs> I was like, really? That's... No. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, wonderful director Angela, um, who just takes it to a T. She's seen it 25 times. Yeah. Broadway, West End. She's in love with the show, um, which really helps us. Yeah. So she sounds like she's well up to the job then. Yeah, yeah. She's like pinpoints every little thing that we need and to be our best. And same thing as Dave 
and Liam because we, we were busy running and then Dave would come to me and be like oh, just remember um, I want your your voice to do this a little bit more I want you to just look up at this word so these little pin pricks yeah it was yeah yeah no, <laughs> I think I think I tend to um no, but I tend to fine tune yeah but I think I think it's I think it's actually kind of beautiful and something that I'd take forward um, into the what else I'd want to do blush stop it <laughs> Um, have you got anything else lined up after Blood Brothers? Yeah, I am directing a play in Morrinsville just after Blood Brothers. You're di- okay. Look at you, leaps and bounds. Yeah, I'm directing um, Husband Murderer Support Group at okay. Morrinsville Theatre. Another bit of a genre jump. Yeah, a very comedic actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm directing that, and then just after that, I'm in Bolt Theatre's That Bloody Woman. Oh. Gosh, are you planning on um, like having any weekends this year, Eckard? Weekends, maybe not. Um, <laughs> you sleep on like Saturdays or something, and just that's it. Yeah, only um, Saturdays. No, yeah. he does four hours on a Wednesday. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Exciting times ahead for yeah. you. You'll definitely. It sounds like you're definitely going to be back on that the ticket then, if yeah. you're involved in all these events. Yeah. I don't think you'll leave. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. You just have to start hosting the show. <laughs> um, Dave, you did Hello. mention. Uh, before that song there were talks of touring Longest Strength mm. are you allowed to talk about it? it's okay if you're not I we are still deciding okay. we're still trying to figure out because um, we have to make sure that all of the cast are able and willing um, mm. we were definitely thinking hitting Auckland um, probably doing Wellington as well and maybe Tauranga add that to the mix there but also you know, Fair Card's busy or we've got one of the cast members who might be going overseas in the second half of the year so we want to make sure it's it's working we also want to make sure people actually like what we're about to put on yeah. it's, um, that's call. a key point but um, hey look even if even if we tour it later and it has a slightly different feel or whatever it might be I, I'm still enormously proud of, of what we've what we've pulled together and everything that the the cast have have brought forward it's it's been uh so exciting to see how going from presenting them with a, a script with micro beats and pauses all coded <laughs> into it and then oh. seeing them yeah no, i i i think i've read beckett once or twice too many yeah. and then and then seeing how the the life has just been found and it has been so so thrilling so yes i hope we will tour um yeah. but we'll have to yeah, just ring me up later yeah, yeah. on, maybe another year, be like, yo. <laughs> Do you think Morrinsville Theatre would like it? Just slide us in as a first act. <laughs> I love that this chat is happening on my podcast, just just bringing it back. Like, if you guys want to just get the calendars out. Yeah, we'll coordinate something. Come on, let's pass it. Let's see what's going to work. <laughs> no, okay, so exciting times ahead for all then, it sounds. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And if, look, if, not, if we don't do longest, then there'll be another... Projects. Trace and I were, were flirting with the idea of another one of her works. Okay. Um, and I also want to do sexy Shakespeare before the year is out. So. Oh, okay. All right. Looks like I will be having Dave back on the show, guys. Stay so. tuned. Mm. I hope so. Um, Sounds like a burlesque. Of- yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> okay. All right. That's going to be an inter- interesting interview for sure. Yeah. But um, over to me. I'm going to uh, talk about some exciting future. Uh, projects, not of my own, just happening in Kirikiroa because that's what we're about on That's the Ticket. Do you have any exciting projects of your own? Me? Um, I mean, I have this podcast that's um, on Free oh, yeah. FM every week. Oh, Tune into that, guys. Um, <laughs> no, but in no particular order. Uh, coming up around the place, uh, The Longest Drink in Town will be running at The Meteor. 
uh, April 27th to 30th with 7.30pm shows. Tickets are available now and can be purchased for $25 general admission and $20 concession. I should say that everything I talk about right now, I will be putting up links and such with the podcast um, of this episode. So uh, give the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page a cheeky like if you haven't already so you can access my lovely list. Um... <laughs> Looking at other upcoming events, uh, Clarence Street Theatre are back. They're back and ready to go. They've had some um, COVID-related closure. They've got Footnote New Zealand Dancers Dry Spell uh, coming through uh, for a one-night-only gig on the 2nd of May with a 7.30pm performance. Over at Rivoli Theatre, Hamilton Musical Theatre have their production of Blood Brothers featuring the lovely Eckhard. Uh, running May 14th to 28th. Tickets are available now at iTicket. And Kitty Kitty Roy Hamilton Zine Fest, previously known as Hamilton Zine Fest, is gearing up for 2022 with KHZ 2022 running in Wintech City Hub Event Room 1 on Monday the 7th of May, 10am to 3pm. I believe they also have the um, after party at the Last Place Bar. Check out their Facebook page. It's a mood. Mm. And... uh, now we're at the bitter end. Oh. I say bitter. It's actually been lovely having you guys on the show. Thank yeah, you for having thank us. You for having we'll us, have to yeah. do this again sometime, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when you're not, um, you know, hours away from opening, perhaps. <laughs> we hope. We hope. Yeah. Maybe. Slightly yeah. more clear, slightly more runway to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. But there's a thrill. There's a real energy there. Yes, there's, there's definitely a sense of excitement in the studio today, mm. I can say. And uh, it's not just because they're happy to be in my presence. Um <laughs> Oh, this this was what a way to end the show, Hannah. Um, I'm gonna uh, play you guys out with a track that I was uh, alluding to playing in one of the song breaks. And uh, Eckhard, when I said the name of this track, you you said that it fit well with someone in the play, and I feel like that's a good note to end on. The song is called uh, "Get Angry" by a band called Goodwill. And um, how does that relate to the longest drink in town? Um, <clears throat> well, this play is filled with anger. Um, from all characters and the anger anger is in different shapes and form and I think more or less um, anger is mostly to, to um, for Ruth uh, which is one of the young girls um, the character Ruth played by Georgia and I think she just has all this anger in this little five year old body <laughs> that just explodes and there's a, just, yeah, yeah. There's, there, when you come along, you'll you'll know what we mean. Okay, yeah. I mean, I love a good explode on stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've been Hannah Mooney. This has been that's the ticket, and I will catch you guys next week. Uh, this one's for you, Georgia, and the rest of the longest drink in town team. Kakite. So
Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.